in God's eyes. Woo, hallelujah. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the sultry and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. And it says, praise him, you know, uh, with the timbrel and dance. So there ain't nothing wrong with putting a little jig on for Jesus. Amen. God is good. We're going to worship God with all of our heart and praise his holy name. We're going to start out with thank you, Jesus. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bible says to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Hallelujah. So just thank him for what he's done for you. Hallelujah. To say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I praise you, God. And I'm happy or sad when I'm good or I'm bad. I just want to tell you, I just want to say thank you, Lord. Praise his holy name. Give him glory and honor. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. Thank yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm happy or sad when I'm good or I'm bad. I just want to say, 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 you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me, where you brought me from. Hallelujah for saving me, dear Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I thank you, Jesus. Happy all set. When I'm good or I'm bad, there's just one thing I want to say. I want to tell you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes, you're amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, Jesus. I want to say, because you are worthy. Because you are great. I want to say for what you've done for me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. How great, how great is our God. Amen. We're going to sing another song. Give them all the praise that you got. Lord the praise for the rocks cry out. I'm gonna sing and shout. You've done much for me. I want the world to see. He picked me up and turned me around. Now my soul is heaven bound. When I lift him up, he always is my God. I'm gonna give the Lord the praise. Hallelujah. How about you? Praise the Lord. I'm going to give the Lord the praise. For the rocks cry out. I'm going to sing and shout. So much for me. I want the world to see. Pick me up and turn me around. Woo, shut up. I'm gonna give the Lord the praise. I'm gonna give the Lord the praise. The rocks cry out. I'm gonna sing and shout. I'm not gonna let no rocks take my place. Hallelujah. I'm gonna worship God. My soul is heaven bound. Is my God, I'm gonna give the Lord the praise. Wonderful name of Jesus, bless that wonderful name of Jesus, bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many know that there's only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved? There's power in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus, no other name I know. In the name of Jesus, healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus, no other name I know. In the name 
of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. No other name I know. There's power in the name. Jesus, victory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. How many believe there's victory in that name? Hallelujah. When you speak that name, devils flee. Woo! Shadarabakibota. Wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. Name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to God, Lord God Almighty. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. The Pharisees had gotten mad because all of these children, all of the children of Israel were lined up along the road singing Hosanna at the highest. Lord God Almighty. And they said, this is blasphemy. They shouldn't be saying this. And Jesus said, if these should hold their peace, the stones themselves should immediately cry out. I don't want no stones to take my place. I want to worship God with everything that I've got. Hallelujah. And it was quiet as it could be. You know, there was nobody praising the Lord. Nobody Hallelujah. They said I was emotional. And everybody in here ought to feel out of place in a place like that. I kind of felt out of place. When I come to church, I don't come to take up space. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up, I'm just warming up for that meeting in the sky. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Think I'm a little strange, don't just sit around and wait for me to change. I'm just warming up for when I reach the other side. Halalaboshata, warming up, I'm just warming up, I'm just warming up. Well, that meeting in the sky. How many is looking forward to meeting Jesus in the sky? Hallelujah to be forever with Jesus. Oh, 
They won't open wide. I'm gonna leap for joy. I've reached the other side. When I make heaven, ain't gonna nothing gonna stop my praise. Woo! Shout down here. You ain't seen nothing yet. Woo! Hallelujah. Can somebody give some praise unto God? Worship him with a voice of triumph. Woo! In that sky. So if you think I'm a little strange, don't you sit around for me to change. I'm just warming up, but when I reach the other side, I'm just warming up. Oh, I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. When I'm eating in the sky, oh friend, if you think I'm a little strange, don't you sit around and wait for me to change. Just warm it up. I'm just warming up. I'm just warming up. But when I reach the other side. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Can you raise your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for the spirit of the Holy Ghost that's in the house, for your presence, for your greatness, for your love. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. If you remain standing, it helps a little bit when you reach back for your wallet. We're going to give it to the Lord. And uh, so give it to the Lord from your heart. And we're going to march around as we usually do. Pastor wants to shake your hand. Greet you. How great it is to see you. And we're going to sing the song. Thanks, thanks. I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed. My soul has found rest. Oh, Lord, I give you thanks. Thanks, thanks, I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed, my soul has found rest, oh Lord, I give you thanks, thanks, thanks. I give you thanks for all you've done. I am so blessed. My soul has found rest, oh Lord. I give you thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're so great. You're so mighty. Hallelujah. Let's sit down here.
serving? Have you forgot what he's equipped you with? Have you forgotten exactly what he promised you? I'm going to preach to you a message that is true today as I am standing here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel this deep in my soul. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, they were what, what he was saying here in James, it says uh, that they were taking for granted that they would be living. They said, uh, what is your life but a vapor, the time, and, and it shall vanish away. For you have to say that I will live, so I will do this or I will do that. So basically getting comfortable in, in, in your world and saying that I have enough time, I can play around with a little bit of the world and still be okay. In other words, you have that place where I'm standing on the fence. I can have one foot in the world for a little bit and then one foot with God for a little bit. But he said, hey, it doesn't work that way. Someone that knows to do good and does it not to him, it is still sin. What well, I want to establish here and now that sin is sin. And if you know what is right and you're not doing it, you are sinning. Pure and simple. And that also applies to personal conviction. If God convicts you over something and you go against that conviction, you are sinning. Because you know to do good and you're not doing it. Praise the Lord. In Ecclesiastes 8 and 11, because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. So basically, we begin to get into our, our, our little thing that we, we go out and we begin, to, we begin to play a little bit with the world. And because the judgment isn't executed immediately, we think it's okay. We'll get in here and we'll begin to play with a little bit of uh, just, just a couple of cigarettes. Ain't going to hurt anything. I'm not addicted yet. I mean, just a couple ain't going to hurt anything. Because the judgment is not executed speedily, it is in your heart. It, the Bible says it is set in the hearts of men to do evil. That means you have your mind made up. I'm going to do it since I'm okay with it right now. You begin to go and you get on a new computer and you begin to type in type in words and, and names and websites you shouldn't be going to. Well, it's okay. You see, I, I, I went and I prayed through and I was okay. So another time ain't going to hurt anything. Because the judgment did not execute it immediately, you think it's okay to play with it just a little bit. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's something about it. When you don't have it set in your mind, I'm going to live for God. You are standing on a fence and you begin to put your foot in the world and say, well, I got, oh, I'm okay with it right now. You step a little bit further. And before you know it, the fence is over there. And you say, how did I get this far? You come before God and you, you repent and you say, God, I'm sorry. And so he picks you up and puts you back on this side of the fence. And again, you step back on and say, I just want a little bit. It doesn't work. Jude chapter 1 verse number 8. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Verse number nine, and this is very important. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. And he said, does not bring against him railing accusations. But he said, the Lord rebuke thee. He said, the Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beast in those things, they corrupt themselves. Hallelujah. 
I'm going to use that verse of scripture right there to help point out to you exactly how you are to overcome the devil and the sin dealing with. Hallelujah. It says that Michael the archangel was contending. He was fighting. He was struggling with the devil. How was it that he had the authority to say the Lord rebuke thee? Because of two things. First of all, he had been sent on a mission by the most high God. He was sent. He was made perfectly by God to do the specific deeds which God had called him to do. Secondly, he went with the authority of the word of God. But what do you mean? When God sends you to do something, he doesn't send you without authority, giving you the authority to overcome the situation. So he said, Michael, I want you to go and contend for the body of Moses. And I give you my authority. What you speak will come to pass. So he came and he contended with the devil. And he said, no, you're not going to bring against Moses. This man who God loves. Any railing accusations. You're not going to say anything about the man of God. Furthermore... The Lord rebuke thee in the name of Jesus. What we miss when we look at these things. We say, well, that's great. He's an angel. We say, that's great because, because being an angel, he has the authority at his fingertips. What he says, the devil has no choice but to listen. Because he is acting upon the authority of God. But I have come to tell you that you have the same, if not more, authority. You say, what? First of all, let's look at the situation. I'm going to use the analogy of a lighthouse. Your first step, and this is very simple. Your first step to receiving the authority that God is going to give you is to clean yourself off. When you have a lighthouse, you have your fuel source, which is usually an oil lamp. And then you have the mirror and the mirror reflects the light in one direction, which pierces through the clouds and the fog so that the ships can see it and said, hey, we're heading right toward a cliff. But the oil lamp puts forth soot and that soot gets the mirror dirty and it will not no longer reflect the light that is coming from the oil lamp. And when that happens, there was no light coming through the fog and so ships crash into the reef. If you don't have someone over there that wipes off the mirror every little while, the soot will come right back. Repentance is essential. Without repentance, you are not cleaning off your mirror and you are not be able to shine forth the light or complete the mission that God has given you. Repentance is essential. But it keeps coming back. The old soot is corroding the mirror. The old soot is there. How do we fix it? You see, it's running on a fuel source that produces the problem. It's mission. It's drive, if you will. Everybody knows that a car would not go without the fuel source. It's drive, in other words, is not set where it should be. So therefore, 
When you're baptized in Jesus' name, the old drive passes away and a new drive comes into being that no longer suits that mirror, that no longer puts in place something that is going to dirty your reflection of Jesus Christ. It no longer dirties your mission. It no longer dirties the drive that God has given you. Hallelujah. And lastly, Michael the archangel said, the Lord rebuked thee with the authority of the word of God. Now, what, where is the authority? The authority is right here. The authority is in the word of God. But you say, hey, how can I use this in a time of temptation? I'll tell you how. First of all, understand that it says, it is our sword, the sword of the spirit. That's not a mistake. That's not poetic language. It is giving us an, it's giving us a great analogy of how to use it. Amen. So here comes Michael the archangel and he's wielding his sword. And he's contending with the devil. He said, you are not going to say anything about, it, about this man of God. Amen. And he has his sword. But it's, it's dormant. It, it, nothing's happening. It's just there. We all have the word of God. We all have the Bible. And if you read it, it's inside of you. And then it's ready to be used. So he had this sword, but he had no way of using it. He had been powered as when God sent him. God's presence dwelt all around him. The glory of God was all around him. When he was standing there facing the devil face to face. There was no fear because surrounding him was the presence of God. He said, I have been equipped and now I'm ready. I have my sword to fight you and to contend against you. How did he use it? He said, the Lord rebuked thee in Jesus name. I'll tell you what, if you have repented, if you've been baptized in Jesus name, if you have received the Holy Ghost, the only thing that's missing is the name of Jesus. And when you come to the devil and you say, hey, you're fighting against me. And this is where we make our mistake. And I want you to listen to me because this is very important. Because we'll be there and all of a sudden the devil will begin to tempt you. And he always starts with a thought. It becomes a whisper in your ear. Your favorite show is on about right now. Why don't you just go watch some TV? And his furthermore, his lie is, is that you can't overcome your flesh. You can't overcome overcome your your your, your, human, your 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 human flesh. You can't overcome these things. You're not powerful. You're not great enough. You cannot overcome these sins that plague you. And you believe it. And so instead of fighting, instead of standing your ground and saying no, you're like, I can't do this. And so what do you do? You surrender. There's nothing I can do. So you go and you're like, okay, well, let's see what's let's see what's let's see what's going. But there's something about it. The first step, the devil begins to come whisper in your ear. You see, he's the archangel, he stood his ground. Why? Because he was on a mission from God. God said, Go. And he was standing there, and you have your mission. It says have doing all, putting on the full armor of God, doing all just to stand. Yeah. 
Just to stand. Michael the archangel didn't have to take a step forward. He stood his ground. And when he had the sword, he didn't have to step forward. He said, Jesus name. And that devil took running. So here you are. You're standing. He's whispering in your ear. The first step to say no. That's just standing your ground. Hey, you can go. You can go. You, you, you over there and just, just see what's going on. You can, you can just, you know, just, just see what, what, what's, going, what's on right now. And he starts to put that thought in your head. And then you realize, hey, this thought. No! No, I will not defile myself or my God. No, I'm standing my ground. I am standing my ground, devil. And furthermore, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You want to know how that you become sinless? You know what the, the process of sinless is? It's called righteousness. Job was a righteous man, perfect in the eyes of God. You say, it's impossible for me to be righteous. I say no, because you have the name of Jesus on your side. I should say this to be perfectly clear. If you do not have the things that back up your authority, the name of Jesus is nothing more than a call for the angels to protect you. Did you hear me? You have no authority on your own until you have received the Holy Ghost, been baptized in Jesus' name, and repented of your sins. And if you call upon the name of Jesus, only thing it's doing for you is saying, God, I need some angels right here to intercede for me. And God will send his angels and they say, we'll protect you to the limit we can. But he is still giving you free will. And if you, if you willingly walk into a situation, those angels aren't going to do a thing for you. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay. I want to elaborate on standing and saying no. He comes and he begins to talk in your ear. And you say no, you're not finished. Because all that does is he's here and he walks up and he's saying no. He's like, What? You said no. You've been baptized in his name, repentant of your sins, and had the Holy Ghost for a couple of months now, and you've never said no before. You said no? Okay. I'll take a couple of steps back and wait until you're at a moment where you're not so focused. And so he waits a couple of hours, and you've, and you've sat down, and you've completed your day's work, and so now you're sitting down at your entertainment venue, I'm going to use something very simple. You're opening a book. You're beginning to read. And he walks up and he tries again. Hey, that book's boring. How about you go do this? So here you're sitting. It's like, and then the thought comes into your head. And instead of saying no, you're like, I probably, this is kind of boring. Maybe I should go do this. You've opened the door. And now you have put yourself in a compromise. And you're on your way right back to where you started. So how... What happens when you stand your ground and say no, added with a rebuke? The Lord rebuked thee in Jesus' name. So he's standing here and he's listening and you said no? Really? You said no? Rebuke thee in Jesus' name. Well, I got to get out of here. 
Why? Because the word of God just fought for you. The word of God said, I got my sword and I know how to use it in Jesus' name. And he can't stand up against it. He's got to flee. He's got to get away. What did Michael the archangel do when he was contending? He said, the Lord rebuke thee. And what did the devil do? You can have his body. I have got to get out of here. They cannot stand up to the authority that you have in the name of Jesus. What does the name of Jesus do? The name of Jesus encompasses all the word of God in one word. So when you say the name of Jesus, you, are, you have your entire Bible and you're throwing every scripture you got at him. When Jesus was in the wilderness and he was, and he was fighting with the devil, the devil was tempta- tempting him. What did he do every single time? He answered with scripture. The word of God has power. And you know what? He had victory. We all know that he was a perfect man. The only man that had never sinned. And how did he do it? He used the word of God. And Jesus gave us something that is so precious. His name. Because now... We don't just have to say one scripture. We can just say the name of Jesus and all of the scriptures. All of the word of God goes forth. Preacher, does that mean that we'll no longer be under attack or no longer be tempted after we say that? No, but I'll tell you what it does do. It creates around you a wall, a parapet, if you will. You are creating a stockade around your fort. Just allow me my imagination for just a minute. And he comes and he's in your gates and he's whispering to you and he's telling you and you say no. And so he runs off into the city somewhere and hides himself. And so you don't you don't know what he looks like. He, he, he's, he's a spy. He's he's crafty. You don't know what he looks like. But when you say no, the Lord rebuke thee in Jesus name. He runs outside of your gates. And so you hand out wanted posters to all of your watchmen on the wall and say, here, if you see this guy, stop him before he even gets five feet. Oh, stop him as soon as you see him. And so when you said the Lord rebuke thee in Jesus name and that devil walks up and he said, OK, I'm going to try to tempt him again. And when he's, he's just now starting to whisper, he said, no, get away from me in Jesus name. You've been warned. He doesn't even have a chance to start whispering in your ear because your watchmen have spotted him. Hey, there he is. Get the archers. We're going to get that guy as soon as we can. As soon as he comes into range, get him. How do you overcome sin entirely? First of all, I want to say this to get it out of the way. If you have not developed a prayer life, you're not going to be able to do it. Pure and simple. You've got to find yourself on your knees every morning, every night, every afternoon. Find yourself in the word of God in the mornings and the nights and the afternoons. Open up your word of God and read bask it in because I love the way it says it. A lot of people think it says the Holy Ghost is like a fire. Shut up in my bone. That's not what the Bible says. It says the word of God is like a fire. Shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. When you begin to read the word of God, it begins to edify you. And it also is your, your roadmap. It's your protection. It's your sword. So it helps you see them coming before you know they're even there. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So. You have in your you've got to be able to find yourself on your, on your knees praying. If you do not develop a prayer life, you're not going to make it. And beyond that, you also have to. Go before God and begin to talk to God about your about 
about the things you're struggling with. Why? Because it's your conversation with God. And, and when, when you have a conversation, it's not a one-part thing. You don't just talk and never hear. You, you talk and you listen. How does God speak unto you? The Word of God, the preacher. Oftentimes, God will speak unto you dreams, visions, so on and so forth. Also, He will speak unto you directly. But it, is, it isn't something that everybody, everybody experiences all the time. You can, you can, you can, go, you can go for months, years, and, and never hear a, a direct voice of God in the way you might like. But if you open the word of God, he'll speak unto you. So how, 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 do, you, how do you begin to, I'll, I'll explain it to you. And you begin to talk, God, you know, I've been, I'm, and I'm, I'm a teenager, okay? So I pray about this, all right? I haven't been married yet, so I pray about it. God, I, I'm looking for a wife. But God, I, I want to make sure that, that I am not so concentrated on this that I get this focus in other areas. I want to make sure, God, that I let you be the leader in the situation. God, I need wisdom. And then God begins to, begins to, begins to put thoughts in my head. He begins to help me. He begins to show me things that can protect me. Never find yourself alone in a room with a woman. Protect yourself. Make sure that you test each and every situation you are in. If that person is pushy, stay away from them. It's okay. You, you, and of course, you've got to be friends with the person first before you can ever think about, uh, before you can ever think about marriage. So, you know, God's saying, it's okay, you know, to, to talk to the person. But first, you're going to have to make sure that you keep distance between otherwise compromises in your future. And he begins to talk to you and begins to show you, begins to t- tell you things. How? Because you are talking out. Your concerns, your troubles, the things you want to do. You're, you're having a conversation with God. Hallelujah. Make sure you have your prayer. And prayer encompasses so much. You start out with worship and praise. Enter into his courts of thanksgiving, into his gates with praise. Start out with praise and worship. Give glory unto God. Then you transfer and, and you begin to have your conversation with God. Pray about things that you need help with. Then you begin to pray and intercede for the saints of God, for your brothers and sisters. Then you pray for your city, your mission. You begin to ask God for wisdom. God, what do you want me to do? What is my calling? So on and so forth. But prayer is essential if you're going to live a righteous life. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm, and I'm coming close to a close. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts and those things they corrupt themselves. Watch out for compromise. It will destroy you. Because the moment... You are praying, you are seeking God, help me to God to be holy and righteous in your eyes. I have said no to the big things, but when you begin to compromise in the small things, that's what's going to hurt you. Because you say, well, this quote-unquote isn't wrong. It says in Corinthians, Paul's talking to them and says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. In essence, just because it's not quote-unquote wrong doesn't mean it's not going to keep me from being righteous doesn't mean that it's going to help me edify me it's not expedient it's not it's not it's not excelling my walk with god the latest and greatest video game and our video games are getting more and more terrible so i'm just using this as an example the latest and greatest video game may not be quote unquote a sin or may not quote unquote be wrong 
but it's not expedient for you. You sit down and you begin to play. You have just compromised a little bit. That bad language may not seem like a big deal to you. The situations and, and, and the, the, the ideology behind it may not seem like a big deal to you, but you have put yourself in a compromise. So now you're in a place where the devil can whisper in your ear and say, well, it's not that bad. How about this one? You've opened the door to get yourself in a position that you have gone too far. You've stepped over the fence and now you're in a territory where you don't know how to get back. Because compromise draws you away from God. Preacher, I can't give up these things. They don't seem that bad. It doesn't seem that essential for me to do this. Hallelujah. This doesn't seem that like that big of a deal. Well, TV may not have a lot of good stuff on it, but it isn't going to keep me from heaven. It's compromise. You say it doesn't keep you from heaven. I say you're wrong. Because... Anything that draws you away from God is eventually going to get you into a place where you can't get back to God. A lot of times God will have his grace and he'll reach down and grab you and say, I'll pull you out of that pit. But you'll find yourself in a dungeon and that's when you walk in and you say, and he entices you in. Advertisement. We all know how powerful advertisement is. They advertise and, and they get products sold that do absolutely nothing for you, but because they have a good advertising scheme, you buy it. So he, the devil advertises and he shows. And so you walk directly into the prison. Hey, the gates are still open. I'm okay. Do you hear me? The gates are still open. I have a clear way to get back out if I need to. But when you walk in deep enough, you hit that trip wire. And there's no speed that you can put. There's nothing that you can do to run fast enough to get through that gate before it closes on you. And bam, it closes into place. And everybody in our world is in a deep, dark dungeon of despair. They have no way about we, on the other hand, we are in. We, we find ourselves in, the, and the gates close. Jesus! It's just like, just like Paul. You walk toward that door, and whoosh, it opens up. I'm sorry. You, Peter, and the door closes. You're back here, and then we go right back into it again because we're enticed by advertisement of the devil. If you want to be righteous, if you want to be sinless it's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of pain a lot of trial a lot of tribulation a lot of hard work you know why you don't see more people righteous in these day and age because our day and age is it comes back from the Beatles if it feels good do it we do not like discomfort. We do not like pain. We do not like hard work. So therefore, if it means hard work, we don't want to do it. You know what? It's hard work. It's painful. It's hard. It hurts when you fight against the devil because he fights you. When you're in the dungeon, he has no need of fighting you. So when you're in here, you're comfortable. You feel guilt, but at least I'm not fighting. At least I'm not as, at least it's not as hard as it was out there. So if you are not, this church needs some warriors, some saints that will grab a hold of their weapons and say, I know it's not comfortable. I know it's painful. I know it hurts, but I've got to stand my ground. It's not going to be easy. It's painful. It hurts. When you're fighting against the devil, you're standing your ground. There's a lot of things you're going to look, it's going to look like you're missing out on. 
The world is going to advertise how great their, 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 their gods are. They're going to advertise how great their fixes are. They're going to advertise how great they're having it. They're going to make you feel like a fool because you're not joining in. They're going to make you feel like you're an outsider because, because you're not doing the same things. It's not easy. But unless you decide, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to say no and rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. You're not going to live a righteous life. Whether you receive it is going to hinge upon you're gonna, there's multiple reasons to do it for because when you are living a righteous life, your brothers and sisters are inspired by it. When you live a life for God and when you're, when you're having victory, your brothers and sisters, people on the street can see the glory of God shining from you. You feel better. You feel greater. Yes, it's painful. Yes, it hurts. But guess what? You think the joy of the Lord is great now? Try living a righteous life because it is joy unspeakable. It's bubbling up in my soul. You know why David danced every little while? He stopped and he danced before the Lord, taking the Ark of the Covenant back. Because every little while he felt this joy bubble up in his soul. He couldn't contain it. He had to put a little jig on. When you come to the house of God and you see somebody sitting down with a frown on their face, it's obvious what the problem is. But when you see somebody up here and they're doing a little jig and they're feeling the Holy Ghost and you see a great big smile on their face, you look at them and it's like, wow, they're having victory. Wow. And I'm closing and, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. That victory dance is telling the devil I've already won. Amen. And I'm closing with this thought. You want victory. It starts in the church house. It starts today. It starts with worship. I have a scripture to read to you. This is very vitally important, and this helps so much. When I heard this, I, I could have shouted right on the spot. This is so amazing. First Samuel 4, verse number 4. So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from thence the Ark of the Covenant. A lot of bad things happened here, okay? But this is something that is awesome. They brought thence the ark and the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth, be, dwelleth between the cherubims. And the two sons, uh, Eli and Hophni and Phinehas, and there were with the ark of the covenant, were with the ark of the covenant of God. Verse number five. And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp of all Israel, shouted with a great shout, so that the earth rang again. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What meaneth this noise of the great shout of the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the ark of the Lord was coming to the camp. Verse number 7. And the Philistines were afraid. And they said, God hath come into the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing heretofore. Hallelujah. What happens when the saints of God begin to come up here and worship with a loud voice? Hallelujah. Noise, noise, noise. What happens? All those devils that are hanging on you when you walk into the house of God. All those devils that come, come with you through that door. You begin to pull them off. But when you come in here and you shout, I love you, Jesus. Guess what happens? They're afraid they run right out that door. Yes. 
You want to know how to have victory right now? Get up here and shout. You want to know how to have victory in your life? Get up here and praise God. The Bible says, shout with a voice of triumph. That means tell the devil, I've already won. Hallelujah, these altars are open. Hallelujah, it starts here. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. Yeah, it seems you're falling further still. You don't know how you'll make it, but by the grace of God, you will. Afraid to face tomorrow, your heart is bound down with sorrow. Your mind is lively, prayed in nameless fears. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah, dedicate it. Dedicate before God. Say, yes, God. Yes, God, I will live righteous to the best of my ability. God, I begin to throw some things out of my life. I begin to throw some things out of my home. Hallelujah, I begin to live right. Hallelujah, I'll say no, I'll stand my ground. Furthermore, I'll say rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. God has given you the, God has given you the, the, the formula for victory. God has given you the way to see victory in your life. God has given you the way to get closer to God. Yes, yes, yes. Cry out to God, cry out to God, cry out to God. Yes, God, I want to be righteous. God, I need your strength. I need your Holy Ghost. God, I'm wiping off my mirror right now. God, my fuel source has already been changed. Hallelujah. I'm wiping off the grime that I picked up. I'm going to wipe it off and say, God, I'm going to live right. Yes, 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 yes. Changing power and prayer. Cast on him your every care. Yes, yes, yes. He's equipping you. He's giving you authority. He's giving you the power to say no. The power to rebuke the devil. Yes, 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 yes. Bless the Lord of my soul. Bless the Lord of my soul. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Yes, yes, yes
Yes, 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 yes. He's beginning to fix some situations. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's taking away some obstacles. In the grand finale of the age Yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus The days foretold in prophecy are here The hearts of men have failed in them Will you discern the signs of Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God And lift up your head, redemption draweth nigh you don't know the hour Yes, God, I say yes. I will do my best to live righteously before you. God, I'll kick things out that need to be out. God, God, I'll put myself, Hallelujah, in a place of prayer. I will stand my ground. I will put on the full armor of God. And I will say no. I will rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. 